0: Whatever Wednesday, that's right. Thanks for joining us. We're on. Music is over. How's it going, bro? Long time no see. It's going. It's going, right, Man,
1: <laughs> I got a bit of a cold oh still nursing still nursing a shoulder injury oh but i'm doing okay okay doing okay i had one of those things where like saturday night or not saturday night but like friday night and saturday i had no voice at all like nothing right and then i was like oh man how am i gonna preach but then you know miraculously (laughs) sunday it all pops back into existence so it's all good
0: oh boy how'd the preach go
1: yeah, good. Um, I'm starting to irritate a few people though. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, because I'm going through Corinthians and we've just got to chapters 12 to 14. Mm. And you mm. know what happens there mm-hmm,
0: the mm-hmm, magic mm-hmm, happens. Mm-hmm.
1: So I've made a couple of allusions to like tongues and prophecy and the cessation of those gifts and that kind of thing. But I haven't really gone into detail of it mm. uh, because I know that when we get to chapter 14, um, that's when it it really hones in on tongues and prophecy specifically. so I figured you know rather than just do like an exegesis of the gifts which actually aren't really I don't think would be really the point of mm-hmm. of of chapter 12 of uh, or whatever I thought I'd, I'd wait until chapter 12 and 14 and then talk about tongues and and prophecy and then talk about the whole idea of cessationism and, and whatever so, <clears throat> but a couple of people have been picking up on, uh, we've got a couple of sort of charismatics in the church and they've been picking up on some of the stuff I've been saying, and they're not quite sure what to make of it. You mm. know? So, um, so I've had a few comments off church on Sunday just saying like, um, so, you know, yeah. So, uh, we go, because... know, <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, you know, don't worry. I'll, 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 you know, deal with it next week. But, uh, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a difficult one to kind of um, preach it. You know, it's one of those things where eighty percent of the congregation aren't, aren't really going to be bothered by it, right? But but there's just that sort of twenty percent, maybe hard, even less,
0: closet charismatic. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, not it's it's not so much that they're like closet charismatics; they're quite openly charismatic. <laughs> and I, I thought I'm like cool with that, you know. So fine, you can be part of the church and. Be charismatic if you want to, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to encourage it, you know. And uh, but I'm not going to be like, oh, you silly, silly charismatic people, you know. When you're going to wake up, kind of thing. So right. that um, uh, the 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 challenge is going to be to kind of like I do with everything, everything controversial, you know, like the millennium or Calvinism, Arminianism or you know, any secondary or, or, or you know, issue that's controversial like that is I have a I have to draw that line of making sure everybody in the church feels welcome in the church if they're you know genuine Mm -hmm. christians they're welcome but at the same time saying but i you know i do believe there's a right way to go on this and Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. you know here's here's what i see the scripture saying so you know you you may disagree with me you may not disagree with the scripture kind of thing
0: man totally well we um all i can say well they can get your your sermons online right um yeah so what, what is the web <laughs> url for that again
1: um it's <clears throat> bethesdafelix.com
0: all right and just click the sermons and they'll be there. Yeah, right? it's
1: like resources, and then under resources, others is sermons or talks. I'm not sure. I know um, a few
0: people are kind of interested in that at the moment. So um, there we go. Um, follow wow. Andrea's sermons, and uh, hopefully he nails it and sorts your problems out. Uh, we have mentioned wow. this sort of thing a few times in uh, in in the previous episodes. One of the th- one of the commentaries I've always recommended is uh, Charles Hodges Carson. No, definitely <laughs> not. Wow, don't even. Grudem. Grudem, <laughs> not Grudem. Like Grudem said, no one ever. <laughs> um, no, uh, Ch- uh, Charles Hodge on uh, on Corinthians, First Corinthians is uh, a commentary. You can get it for free. I think for my, you know, it's pretty open domain now. Usually, um, you can pick it up pretty easy. Oh, I've easily. got
1: Hodge's commentary right here.
0: Oh man, just do yourself a favor and stick to that commentary, and you cannot go wrong. It's uh, it's a beaut right there um just just beautiful at every turn are you so, thinking particularly
1: on chapters 12 14 yeah 12 to 14 exactly yeah, yeah okay, exactly yeah, right.
0: i mean just get ready to have you not read that yet are you saying to me
1: uh no no to be honest it's one of the commentaries on the pile of commentaries i've been referencing but i haven't had a, i haven't had time to get down to hodge lately
0: my goodness get ready to get your mind blown it is okay. uh truly unbelievable just totally to revolutionary absolutely okay. the best thing ever yeah i'm just i love it i love it i love it so um <clears throat> yeah then and then also uh, another great source of information would be a youtube video that nick Cleveland sent to me recently called three cpo or c3po at least crashes a pentecostal revival it's a it's a <laughs> it's <laughs> Is that a youtube the, the
1: droid from star wars yeah yeah but the the golden one
0: uh yes the golden one yeah and uh he crashes the the Pentecostal thing, and they're like you know, and he, it's really good. It's from a Lutheran sort of thing, and they're they're sort of discussing <laughs> discussing uh, charismatic giftings and whatnot. <laughs> It is truly hilarious at every turn. Um, yeah. And so check it out. Cause it's actually, you know, he just breaks the issue. So should down I play quite it well. at
1: church on Sunday? Is that what you're saying? What's that? Just play the video. Just play, the video, play the video. Man. At it,
0: on they teach you how to pray in tongues and everything. It's, you know, <laughs> so a few different situations could emerge there. But Can yeah,
1: we, I know we've spoken a lot about, or at least a few times about, um, the whole idea of cessationism and, and whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm just wondering about, you know, so when you talk about prophecy, it's a bit easier. It's a bit more clear cut in the New Testament. Yeah. But when you get to like the gift of tongues, it starts to get a little bit more blurry because there isn't really a, an Old Testament precedent for the gift of tongues in the same way that there's an Old Testament precedent for prophecy. Right. And then when you get to like knowledge and wisdom and all that kind of stuff, those are just undefined terms. Like we just have no idea. Yeah what actually was going on there whether or not paul's just thinking particularly about you know like like you maybe someone with a gift of knowledge you're a knowledgeable chap so (laughs) are you a are you a gift of knowledge to the church basically
0: right right
1: you know it it could be couldn't it Uh, it could be
0: that it's just funny the way you said it that's all
1: you're a knowledgeable chap
0: that's (laughs) all just a British influence thing happening right there. <laughs> like everyone I mean, needs a little British. cheese, old boy. It's about to slap. He's hey, it. Tell you, catch you on the vax, but ah, tell you on then,
1: um, oh. um, Okay, so so you, you you see what I'm saying? Like the whole the whole thing. Oh well, yeah, I'm definitely a gift of like, knowledge. Like, to the like for give... example, for example, what would you do? if somebody in your church got up and started to speak in tongues,
0: um, well, I would mean, you follow I would call them um, the bouncer or something, you know, okay. get you them dragged out. Them straight away. Well, I mean, so you
1: wouldn't even go through the, go through the pretense of going through the Corinthian. I mean, 14. so like,
0: has he asked me if he wants to do it or, or is he just like up and at him? ran okay, well, the pulpit. All
1: right, all right, all right. Well, let's let's say so just for argument's sake, they do. You know, a guy comes and he pulls you and Benny uh, and yeah, yeah. aside, and he's like, "Hey, I really feel yeah. like God's given me a message in tongues. Uh-huh. Can I speak it out to the church?" What would you do?
0: Um, I would say, you know, let's let's hear and see if you can do that. And um,
1: what, like in private or in the in the main?
0: No, like i'm right. saying this is like oh, during right. the service it's like during the service no 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 i said no no listen we'd have to think about that and process it and and test you out and all that sort of thing okay um okay but like you know i mean that might even be disingenuous in that i think that probably like i you know i want to be careful because obviously um <clears throat> miracles i believe can happen at any point mm-hmm. and certainly the, the cessationism um or let's say uh, a cessationist position doesn't really, uh, it shouldn't affect that uh, necessarily. <laughs> um, but it has more to do with, you know, if that guy is doing a miracle and then saying, hey, here's what I have to say, and therefore functionally add this to, to uh, you know, the word of God. But, but you know, for in terms of extraordinary provenance, you know, in terms of things just crazy that you can't explain, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I of course that can happen, you know. And so... Yeah if 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 there is a situation where you know we're on a mission field or let let me use the classic analogy there and then and then we can Mm -hmm. move inwards from there but we're on the mission field um you know and all of a sudden you know let's say we're out there and doing something wherever we are and you're all of a sudden preaching the gospel in a language you know that is that i'm that everyone can attest to is the language you know so we have some way of Mm -hmm. validating this thing and mm-hmm. uh, it, I know that you clearly did not learn that language. And so mm-hmm. it's it's obviously amazing at every level. I think that's what was going on there. And if that, if Mark, that happens... happened. doesn't
1: it say you can speak in tongues of men and angels? Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: you know, the droid. The droid deals with that. So okay, go right. check out the droid. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is, it's just uh, exaggerated hyperbole, Andre. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Um, but... Um, so, so anyway, bottom line is
1: praise in tongues, praise to God and not to men.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the thing, you know. So if you like, at one level, you want to say, well, well, tongues is a kind of upward-directed prophecy thing, um, but that's only true insofar as you know, if the if the, the the interpretation really is what you're looking at, and that interpretation is is you know validated and evidenced and mm-hmm. then declaring thus saith the lord that's when the problem hits home. because then you're functioning yeah. at the at the same point as you were with prophecy anyway now do i deny that yeah. like someone can miraculously um you know speak in another language tell the future and do a miracle and be of the antichrist no i mean yeah. it can happen so, so would that's you the
1: would you allow for let's say like you know like i was at this this conference of bible translators And there's guys there that uh, they just absorb languages like, like pizza, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's there's literally like, like knife fluent in five languages,
0: right?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, would you accept an interpretation of the gift of tongues? This is that is kind of like a gift of tongues or that is the gift of tongues. It's the gift of languages. No, 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 I wouldn't. See, you, you would not. It has to be some prophetic.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, it's got to be the whole. The whole thing has to be equally as astounding as as Babel in reverse. You know, that's the whole deal. Um, it's got to be this 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 thing that lets people. And you're
1: saying Babel in reverse because of the Pentecost thing.
0: Yes, exactly. The
1: Pentecost connection in Acts two. Yes. And um, so you got the Pentecost thing in Acts two, which is the. The reversal of Babel and the gospel going out to all nations, and those are real languages. Yeah, and that's the only concrete example from New Testament we have of the gift of tongues.
0: And everyone's amazed because it was, it was the, the effect is to go, "Wow, this is legit." Yeah. You know. Okay. Not to leave you in some dubious state. You know, and 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 sort of. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> but then, and then, you know, even more than that, you've got the whole theology of Babel kicking in there, in that. You know, when you can't understand, Paul's whole thing there is when you walk into a church and can't understand what other people are saying, you got stammering tongues. You're you're thinking in terms of judgment at that point. You know, it's yeah. um, not only Babel and the judgment there, but the stammering tongues that came to bring uh, Israel into exile or Judah. Uh, and you yeah, know, so that's the whole that.
1: thing about actually for the unbeliever.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: the 14,
0: know, uh, first Corinthians 14 is where it goes crazy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the whole thing about tongues is that it's like a sign of judgment against God's people. So, like they they reject God's word, and now God's word is proclaimed in languages they don't understand. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a removal of God's word away from 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 the Jews. Yeah, in a sense. So it's like, do you really like want a, that? <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, and
1: and in in that sense, it's not it's not a it was never going to i think that that highlights the the kind of temporary nature of it as well because um that needing to show the jewish people Mm. that the the word was now being proclaimed in languages they couldn't understand Mm. that would have been a necessary gift in jerusalem Mm -hmm. you know in israel Mm. in the in the first century but now christianity is a global religion That is proclaimed in many different languages
0: yeah i mean i would see it less as a i mean definitely that's true but the big thing for me is just that jesus ascended that that's the whole you know the ascension gifts were given now christ is the one he is the true babel tower he is the true stairway to heaven he's the true uh he's you know everything that they were trying to do was met with judgment it was uh representative of 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 everything antichrist you know and uh, and then Jesus comes and does what what they failed to do, and so achieves the unity and global dominion through the Great Commission that that uh you know that that again was a, sort of a, a pseudo implementation before, um and and as a result of that now has brought in, you know the the foretaste of the eschaton, and that's it's such a massive thing. You know, it's like a, a, one of of the guys that does a real good job with that, I think is Richard Gaffin, tiny little book called perspectives of Pentecost. And uh, it's this packed with major punch though, you know? Yeah. And he just, he sort of blows your mind on like, Hey, listen, you're thinking super, super small on this thing. Uh, The whole thing with tongues is it was to be this, this, this whole big sign to the world that now the, the one who would bring us into glory has come, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, and reverse the effects of the fall and start a new creation. Humanity, we, we all understand the gospel, and you know it's it's uh, it's huge. And then you don't need have that. beyond I've never
1: heard a sermon in my life on tongues as either a judgment, yeah, or as a reversal of Pentecost, or really, <coughs> or as a link to the ascension. Never in my life. Wow. Never have I heard that. Well, in any evangelical church or preaching, never heard it. Mm, crazy. And the reason the reason is because of this delicate balancing act of unity in the church. So, mm. um, you know, uh, you know, at at, a, at I won't say which one, but at a previous church that I worked at, w- uh, we weren't even like the, the pastor was just like, no, we're not doing Corinthians. Wow. You know, no, Damn. we're not doing Revelation. Because, like, you just you will will split the church. Mm. And I don't want to mm. do that. And yeah. so my, my take, obviously, that's not right. Like, obviously, if you stop preaching books of the Bible because you're worried that they're going to split the church, then I, I feel like everything's gone wrong.
0: Mm.
1: So my, my approach has been always different. I'm going to preach the books of the Bible as I read them,
0: mm.
1: you know, as I interpret them <clears throat> using the same exegetical principles every time.
0: Mm.
1: And then um but i'm also going to make sure that uh that i'm fair to say that you know there has been a diversity of christian opinion about it. Mm -hmm. and that even though we have a line Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that if you take a different line that you have to leave
0: yeah yeah well i think the reformed guys have i mean now when i say this i mean kind of maybe post biblical theology reformed onwards you know Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. prior to that it was although that said you know hodge well you know, he might have been pre-Po, he was kind of on the cusp, you know, but I'm thinking post, uh, Gerhardus Fass specifically okay. and, you know, those guys that really became more, ver- you know, just, just really gripped by that whole redemptive, uh, historical hermeneutic and, um, and so a lot, I mean, most of the guys in that tradition that I've heard from have just absolutely nailed it, you know, on, on this, which I'm stoked about, you know. So if anyone does want to go check out some sermons on that, probably, well, I've preached on it, so you can check out uh, GraceNet, definitely covered that in Genesis. Um, okay. And um, I've also covered it in the Gospels. so, you know, you can get it from two angles. Wait,
1: you, you, you covered it when you got to Babel?
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: Genesis 11? Is
0: it Genesis 11. Nine? Uh, no, 9, that's right, yeah. Genesis 9, yeah. Nine, yeah um and then uh oh man i must have hit it a few different times as well but anyways bottom line is um, i've hit it um but uh you know you've got uh, i mentioned richard gaffin you've got um yeah. just uh anyone from from that that escondido school will really kind of pin this thing down just very very helpful and is um, gaffin escondido no he's not but he's from the biblical theology okay, all right, all right. school yeah um and i'm you know, now that I'm thinking about it, there probably are some great reform forum uh, episodes on it. But, anyways, bottom line is, you know, there's, there's stuff out there. Yeah, um, stuff out there, and um, it's definitely worth checking out. And you know, it's helpful mm. because a lot of the times it gets you to just, you just, you just go right over the actual issue. Like I found it so helpful because everyone's, you know, bracing up for the the punch up between the cessationist and the and the um, you know the charismatic the interpretations on the on the minutia of the text. But really, you know, when you go into that meta narrative um, and just bring it along to to see a very clear, sweeping sort of forceful, this is obviously what Paul has in mind in light of the bigger picture, which we weren't even thinking about uh, in light of mm-hmm. our current contemporary mess. You know, it just mm-hmm. it just sort of lifts the thing right over the debate and. Um, and just, so it's I, a bit I,
1: like what the framework hypothesis does for Genesis. I think so.
0: Yeah. I feel yeah. like, it, except the framework hypothesis would be a lot weaker than this. You know, that's, that's really, yeah. This is straight up, you know, mainstream biblical theological exegesis, you know. So I think, um, with, with the framework hypothesis, you'd have to admit we're kind of we're all alone, out here as Kleinians? <laughs> uh, but, no, that's not
1: true. I mean, I, uh, I was int- I was fascinated because I was listening to, um, some Hebrew uh, lectures, uh, just Hebrew lectures from a purely linguistic and exegetical point of view. Oh yeah. And he was trying to explain why in Genesis 1, mm-hmm. in Hebrew, it's in in a beginning and not in the beginning, but right. it's always translated in the beginning. And he said, because in Hebrew poetry, it always leaves out the
0: definite article. Oh, brilliant. So I'm like... <laughs> that's helpful. Oh. I'll take that.
1: That's, a, that's an itch. I'll put that one in the pocket. <laughs> Thank you very much
0: lovely (laughs) it's like yeah he's like like,
1: why is everyone so quiet about that that's quite an important little nugget
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's oh oh so it is poetry okay well you just kind of totally sorted a problem out there i don't know if you were aware of that yeah exactly
1: (laughs) it's just like well obviously yeah i think he even used the word obviously (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think i think obviously when you're reading hebrew poetry you have to recognize that you know hebrew poetry ignores the definite article (laughs) it's like okay awesome
0: brilliant yeah it's kind of um saying that actually you know man reading through augustine there's so many powerful kleinian moments in that it's kind of given (laughs) up keeping track i've realized i actually don't feel so alone in the kleinian thing you know i really feel like i've always said okay well klein's been in the tradition of augustine kind of knowing that that's sort of true but Mm -hmm. wow just seeing it in the text and 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 moving through augustine i mean he really does think in, in those ways um profound i mean even the mountain and the harmageddon thing and dude it's all there it's crazy yeah so yeah. anyways i digress but still um okay then, <coughs> let's maybe drop it at that if anyone is interested you could troll through previous episodes we have dealt with this uh, in fact i might even really <laughs> gone through uh 12 to 14 in first corinthians on this episode i remember doing that at some point so okay. um, you know and then Stay stay tuned for Andreas sermons and uh we'll no doubt chat about that again at some point in the future. But hopefully that's helpful to you if you're thinking through the issue. Uh remember to check out Hodge's commentary as well. That'll be free and uh well worth it. Um alrighty, any last comments on the fade out?
1: No, bro. That's it. All, all right. good.
0: Shalom. Peace to all. Shalom Malikam.